The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How are you feeling today? Are you feeling alive and energetic? or lethargic and weak. Listen to your heart. Welcome to the Healing Whisper, a return to peace. Your host for the hour is Dr. Marianne Chase. When we fail to understand and work on the root cause of our stress and illness, we seem to be in a never-ending spiral of poor health and low energy. It's time to re-harness that potential in order to live a better life. Now here's Dr. Marianne. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase and I am so glad that you can join me today. I have a special guest today. Her name is Susan Jacoby and we will be talking about another form of PTSD and how Susan herself has begun to heal. Now, before I get into that, I'd like to say that you can find me on Facebook at The Healing Whisper, as well as Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and my website is thehealingwhisper.com. And I'd also like to say that this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to treat diagnose, heal, or cure anything. Everything contained in this show is the opinion of myself, Dr. Mary Ann Chase, as well as my guest, Susan Jacoby. Please always check with a licensed health care provider about any concerns that you may have. So let me tell you a little bit about Susan. She is the host of a podcast called Conversations That Heal. She's also author of the book, How to Love Yourself, The Hope After Child Abuse. And she's also a speaker. She is committed to speaking about the impact of childhood trauma on adult survivors. Susan has healed her from her own personal journey of severe childhood abuse and has turned her hardships around to create a positive path for her life, practicing healthy ways to think, feel, and act is where the hope lives to a life we dream of. So, Susan, welcome to the show. I am glad you can join us today. Well, thank you very much for asking me to be on your show. Susan, just tell us a little bit about yourself, and you don't have to get into the details, of course, of your childhood trauma, but uh, just give us a little history of how you got to where you are today. Sure. Well, um, you know, you're, you're, uh, I like how you asked me. I don't need to get into detail. I, I usually don't. Um, I don't find that it, it's very serving, um, but but I will say that um, my abuse uh, was 
frequent and it was uh, severe and it was my father, my his mother, my paternal grandmother, um, and it lasted till um, newborn, probably. Um, my first memory is three. My last is 18. Mm. And so when you left at age 18, were you at a point of realizing that this was not a normal situation at that time? Well, I'm glad you asked me that because that is um, an important question. And uh, the answer is uh, absolutely not. Uh, the truth is, is that I didn't have any connection to it until uh, actually I was in labor with my first child, which um, is quite common. Um, so, you know, that, that put me in my early 30s. Um, and then there was this struggle uh, between where do these thoughts come from, why, what is going on, you know, where are these images from? I mean, it's not like, like I'm a, um, a, it's not like I read books on <laughs> the images that were coming to my mind. They're just, you know, some things are just out of how you are. Um, and so I was going through this constant battle for like five years. And then um, when my daughter was born and then when she turned um, five, that's when everything fell apart, which actually is also quite common for the memories to come back when uh, a child of yours is the same age that you remember the um, trauma starting. Okay. Well, so now, you had mentioned to me earlier when we were talking um, that the form of PTSD that you had, and and for our listeners that might not know what PTSD is, it stands for post-traumatic stress disorder. In any case, you had mentioned that you have a a form of PTSD. Would you uh, tell us about that and explain it? Oh yes. Uh, so, you know, PTSD is um, is thankfully becoming a lot more known these days than it was even a few years ago, and. And and definitely, it's you know it's it can be uh, it's grateful that there's so much attention brought to us, and it focuses on you know a lot of the the soldiers, which which um, you know that's all positive, that's all a good thing. The um, the PTSD that that they're referring to and talking about is um, typically is one or or an isolated event. So let's take a soldier's, um, use a soldier as an example. First of all, um, they go over there and they've had some, some form of training. I, I don't know the depth of it, but they've had some form of training. And, and, and they have to be at least 18, if I'm, I'm pretty sure about that. 
um, so, so that they clearly have had a strong or a stronger foundation under them than a child who's been abused. Um, having said that, to give you a little side note, there are over 600,000 survivors of adult um, of child abuse in this country. And one in three or four um, women under the age of 18 um, experience some form of sexual child abuse. And the number is one in six for the, for the gentleman. And so those are enormous amounts of people. <laughs> and so um, to come back to the, the army, those, the people that go over there, just focusing on the events uh, that occurred in the war, those are like, those are like isolated events. And, and, and also, a lot of us suffer from PTSD, and we most likely sometimes don't even know it. Um, an example would be, a car accident or a, um, well, we'll just leave it at a car accident. Um, and, and that does traumatize, um, the nervous system, the body. Um, so that, so that's what they're referring to when you hear so much about, uh, PTSD. Now there's another kind that doesn't get talked about very often, uh, because, it's, you know, child abuse doesn't get talked about very often. Um, it's called uh, complex PTSD. Sometimes you'll see it as um, PTSD-C, uh, or they'll just come right out and say complex PTSD. And the only way a person can get complex PTSD is to be inflicted with multiple traumas um, throughout their childhood. So, you know, it's like, it's like the child, the body, the, the mind, body, and spirit of the child is constantly being traumatized. And so it, it doesn't really have a chance to uh, catch his breath, whether it's just once or um, it, you know, it's just this constant worry of, is this going to happen again? When is this going to happen again? And then your body just automatically goes into this uh, survival mode or, or it shuts down to protect itself, which is a perfectly normal and healthy response for a child to take care of themselves in an event that is so abnormal, it's off the charts. So <clears throat> what you're doing as a child that has been abused multiple times, you know, from, from whatever age, that even pre-memory, uh, and it, it's just each of these memories is coming up for you, and uh, you as an individual are needing to heal each of these memories and in your body. 
And so that's a pretty severe negative message that you received as a child. So, you know, it, it, we have just about a minute before the break, Susan. What happened to you to realize, was it just one event or many events that made you realize, I need help? It was, um, to be honest with you, it was a very strong suicidal thought. It was um, this um, going down this rabbit hole of major depression. Um, It was becoming angry, I mean, like, really angry over a very simple thing. It was having a complete um, reaction to um, having my husband, my ex-husband now, um, touch me, even as in, like, a hug. It was like all these things were coming together, percolating to something is wrong here. Okay. Well, so when we come back from the break, Susan, let's get a little more into how people can discover about themselves that they might need some help. So folks, don't go away. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Running is one of the fastest growing sports, with everyday people stepping it up and training for that next big race goal. The In-Flight Running Show with Coach Michael Merlino is your guide to running, whether you're just getting started or training for the Boston Marathon. By paying attention to and following the tips offered by Michael and his guests, you'll be able to take your running to new heights and reach your next finish line with confidence. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. 
If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and my guest today is Susan Jacoby, who has written a book, How to Love Yourself, The Hope After Child Abuse. Just before the break, Susan and I were speaking about some of the symptoms that uh, she had when uh, she discovered that she needed help with her complex PTSD. And uh, Susan, so uh, you mentioned things like depression, suicidal thoughts, extreme anger, just don't touch me type of a, a situation. What other things might people experience that uh, could clue them in that they might have uh, some some issues with PTSD? Well, I'm very glad that you're asking me this again because there was another part to that answer that I didn't want to get into before the break. And that is um, triggers and flashbacks. And, okay. um, and that's a really big, uh, important uh, dim- dimension of, of a sign. Um, some people, you know, I'll, I'll briefly explain. A flashback is when uh, um, it, it's, it's exactly how it sounds. It, it takes you like it can, anything can trigger you. You know, like, uh, and I and I know this may sound like, are you serious? Um, but like um, a leaf falling, or I mean, I've been triggered watching TV, um, a very uh, a sitcom. You know, nothing violent, nothing scary, um, and just a scene out of that within a second uh, will trigger me, and and th- and that's that's also how it starts with all these um, images um, bombarding you. Uh, well, I'll just say bombarding me because oh, I know my experience. Um, that you just, you just don't know where they come from. And they're very um, upsetting. They're very scary. They're, um, they're, they're not a happy thing. And yet, um, what's amazing about all of this is that our um, brains are are so beautiful that they will release the information that you need to heal. So they will never give you, your brain will never give you more information that you can handle at that time. You may think, I can't handle this. But the truth is, is that um, you can handle it because the fact is, is that you've already survived the worst. You know, remembering it and processing the feelings is very painful. But you will never, as an adult, you will never be put in that exact situation again. And so it's kind of like um, a flower blossoming or, you know, everyone uses the cocoon and butterfly thing. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> when a person begins to realize that they need help, what is 
your advice for them on how to seek help. And I, I understand that uh, maybe somebody really feels like, well, I can't get help because I can't afford it, or maybe there's not the availability of help where I live. What would you suggest? Well, that's a, a great question also because I read somewhere, and this is just fascinating, that um, so because I mentioned that there are over 600,000 survivors, that is like that is like bigger than some cities or towns mm-hmm. in our country. And there, there's a problem with there's not enough uh, therapists to get to serve those survivors. And, and so people um, will naturally go to their clergy, which is a very uh, natural response, and, and they do the best that they can. Um, seldom are they trained to handle a situation like, uh, like um, a child abuse survivor. You know, like, um, and, and also what's interesting is a lot of survivors will reach out to their hairdresser, of all things. Um, <laughs> or their bartender. You know, it's just, <laughs> right, right. Um, but to get more specific on your question, there are, um, uh, one place that is good is online is RAIN, which is a, um, a national uh, nonprofit. It's based out of New York City. And it's, um, I believe it's um, uh, Rape, um, Abuse, Incest National Network. Don't quote me on that. Um, and and they're, they're a good place to go to to get a list uh, to begin your search. Fortunately, we all have the Internet now or um, access to it. And so, you know, you could just Google it and... And there'll be um, names that come up for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now let's talk a little about your own personal journey. And one of the things that you discovered that 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 you told me is that you really are a normal person. In it was just the abnormal event that uh, really was the problem. Not you. So is is this pretty much what everyone will experience with their thoughts is about themselves being bad? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> so, and, you know. You may, you know, you hear me talking now, and I, and I do know a lot about this, but, um, but you... Um, nobody really, nobody knew the Susan who was hanging on to life by her fingernails, or um, you know the journey it took to get here. And this um, idea, this comment of normal for an abnormal. When I first heard that, my at the time my therapist uh, kept telling me that for years. Well, first, I was, like, angry at her for even suggesting the fact that um, it wasn't my fault, because that's essentially what that's saying. Um, Like, I mean, it took me years to get out of that mindset. Um, She was a 
extremely patient person. Um, and then to absorb the idea that I was normal and the, and the event was abnormal, you know, that, that brings in a lot of pain, a pain of abandonment, pain of betrayal, um, of trust, of neglect. I mean, it's just this, and the list could go on and on. Um, and, and that's a lot to, um, to embrace. Uh, for, for me, that was that was hard to realize that 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 was abnormal. What was being done to me, thinking that I was normal, thinking that it was my fault, which is um, which is very 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 common, is mm-hmm. a good way to keep the pain away. A good way to um, not look at the truth. So as a child, it, it seems that with a child's understanding, it's, it's just much easier to think it's normal that everybody gets beaten when they're bad like me. So I'm the odd man out, so to speak, and, or the black sheep, or whatever word that you want to get it to how a child is self-defining themselves. Susan, it, it, it just seems to me, and what really struck me was how mad it made you to be told that you were normal, and it was the situation that was abnormal. We have a little bit of time before the break, uh, a couple of minutes. So what was the thing that kind of put you on over that, shall we say, the tipping point that made you realize, yes, I am normal? Was there one thing or was it more of a journey to find that, yes, I am normal? It was definitely positively a journey. Um, and I, if I could go back, because as you were talking, I was thinking, oh, I need to share this. Um, <laughs> if I could just go back quickly to what we were talking about before. Um, you know, another, there's two components that are also important, um, and, and that is secrecy and isolation, uh, which are both, um, um, isolation is part of the grooming of the abuse, and so, you know, you, as a child, you know, you're, you're trained to isolate yourself, which also um, feeds into keeping the secret. And, you know, we all know that a lot of children will keep secrets uh, for safety uh, for, you know, when they walk in the door of where they're living, that is the most important thing. Um, so, so I just wanted to throw that in a little bit. Um, um, as far as like the tipping point, I don't really know if I can directly answer that question because um, it definitely was a process. I mean, it's been, because my abuse was so severe, it has been a long uh, process to um, to embrace that I am normal and Underneath that um, normal umbrella, if you will, falls um, a, a whole a whole list of 
realizing that you are a uh, capable and lovable human being, uh, realizing that you are um, um, worthy, worthy of being loved by the mere fact that you were born, not because of the lies and messages that you received as a young child or whatever age um, the trauma occurred. Um, so does that, does that help a little bit? Oh, yeah. It, it makes absolute sense. And the most important thing that you just said is about love. And so, folks, let's get into that subject when we come back from the break. Don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Every day, you hear so much about different aspects of the health and wellness field. One day, you hear one thing, and the next day, you hear something that contradicts what you heard the day before. How do you know what's right? Try tuning in to The Cutting Edge of Health and Wellness today with Dr. Neil Nathan. Our goal is to educate and explore this field with guest experts in order to help you take control of your health and well-being. Listen Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and today we are talking with Susan Jacoby, who is on a healing journey uh, from PTSD caused by severe childhood abuse. Just before the break, we were talking a little bit about the important part of the journey was the discovery that Susan herself was normal and that she was worth something, and because she was born, she is worth being loved. So, Susan, let's get into that. Uh, 
tell us more about why this self-worth, this self-love is so important. Well, I'm really glad that we're into this part of the conversation. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, this part of the conversation is where the, the juice is, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, um, now, can you ask me again what you just said? Why is self-love so important? Right. Thank you. When a child, um, when any child is uh, born, it automatically is entitled to the foundation of of life. And that, uh, there's four things. I think I can remember two or three. One of them is safety. Um, one of them is, is love, food, and um, I can't remember what the other one is. I don't know. Maybe you've heard of it. But when you're abused as a, as a child, especially um, when it when the abuse starts when you're young, it, those are thrown out the window. And so it becomes um, a childhood built on survival. And, and nothing else matters except survival. And, and I want to just um, add to this part of it. You know, one reason why um, I'm so passionate about this, I mean, there's lots of reasons, but a very big reason is, like I said, there are like over 600,000 survivors, but we don't know how many of those children didn't make it or how many of those survivors didn't make it as a, you know, as adult, they just couldn't deal with it. Um, because a lot of survivors will turn to, um, uh, alcohol, drugs, uh, gambling, um, prostitution, you know, as a way to, uh, cope. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really important to, if, if, to remember that. I'm not saying that, oh, you know, well, I, I need to do this for <clears throat> someone else. No. You need to heal yourself uh, for you, for nobody else. If it, if for me, healing myself, my focus was on uh, my children because I was, I wasn't going to repeat any of the um, the lessons that I learned as a child, uh, and so that became my focus. That was my drive. And that was enough to get me through the next step. As far as, you know, then going into self-love, you know, I look at self-love as an umbrella, if you will. And each spoke of that umbrella is uh, a self-compassion, self-trust, just, you know, self-care and they all make up this this uh, cocoon of self-love. Self-love is really hard to, um, I'm not even going to say learn, I'm going to say uh, feel that you're entitled to when you've been convinced by lies that you're not. Underscore lies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and now it took a lot of 
therapy, talk therapy, and a lot of work for you to learn that self-love. I do have to mention that during the break, you, you told me, just you didn't even get into the story, but you told me when you were six, you saw Jesus. Now, uh-huh. you were still in that abusive cycle that was going on at the age of six. What did seeing Jesus do for you then and now? Well, I'm very glad that you brought this up because this is a direct reflection of uh, love, um, love that that God and Jesus has for me. Uh, and I'm just keeping it on me because uh, this is my story, uh, but clearly he uh, has love for all of us. And um, to keep the story very um, skeleton-like, because the last thing I would want to do is is upset anybody. Um, But when I was six, like you said, my uh, dad came in my room in the middle of the night and um, just attacked me. And and I clearly remember putting my my right ear uh, on the pillow to turn my head. And as I did that, it was like I saw... Jesus, like, like, right next to me, it was like, uh, he was like lying down in air next to me, looking at me with his left ear on, we'll say his pillow, although he didn't have a pillow, you know, so he was looking right at me. Mm-hmm. And what is so amazing about that is um, it didn't scare me at all, at all. And and I remember him clearly saying to me, um, A, you know, keep your eyes on me, and um, I will help you uh, get to school, get dressed, go through school. I will help you. And what's so fascinating about that is um, he never has left me. Um, there were years where, well, I won't even say years, I'll say decades, because that's more, um, that's the truth, uh, where I um, had totally um, abandoned God. And and I'm not so sure that I abandoned him with the intention of abandoning him. I think it was more of I was so in survival mode. And as I look back, everything that... Um, that I did to keep myself safe, that my brain did to keep myself safe, was I am totally convinced, and I'm not even convinced, I know in the depths of my heart were put there by Jesus, by God, to keep me alive. And when I was, sorry. Oh, no, I was, I, I thought you were through. <laughs> So, what I can take away from this, and I hope other people can take away, is that there is a huge spiritual component. And spiritual doesn't necessarily have to mean of the Jesus, followers of Jesus. It doesn't necessarily have to mean of any specific faith. 
but there is a spiritual component to us, which brings us back to this self-love. Am am I going outside the box there? Not at all. Not at all. And in 2000, I, I mean, when I say that my journey was long, I mean my journey was (laughs) really intense. And in 2000, I was, I was at the end of it. I was like barely hanging on to um, the shreds of the rope. And, and I, re- I, I prayed and I asked God to, if, I asked him that if he would help me um, heal, that I would be his messenger. And look, here we're, look where we are now. And I don't consider myself, I consider myself um, God's messenger, like 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 he doesn't know how to use the internet, uh, but I do, or he doesn't know how to uh, be a guest on a radio show, uh, but I do, or maybe he's too busy. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I I mean everything I do at this point is connected to my uh, relationship to him. Everything. And and so we might just say that uh, you are a messenger, which uh, basically is an angel. So <laughs> I never thought about it that way. Well, you know, uh, God uses each and every one of us, and that's again my opinion in His way. And uh, to be honest, uh, in my point of view, you were hanging on to the the shreds of the rope just that last string and uh, if i if i could bring up an image of god saying god you uh, I'll, I'll do i'll get this message out there and my image is uh, yeah duh <laughs> 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 that was my plan all along so anyway so what are some of the, th- well, you know what, Susan, let's take a break a little earlier because the subject that I want to get into is how you have learned that you are worthy of that self-love. What are some of those details? And I know that's a pretty fleshy thing. So let's take a break a little early and then we can get into that. Folks, don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Mary Ann is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. 
If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific Time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show, and today my guest is Susan Jacoby, and we have been talking about adult survivors of child abuse, which is what Susan has survived in herself. And one of the big things that Susan has learned through her journey is that she is worthy of self-love. And so, Susan, tell us a little bit about how you have learned that worthiness? Well, the, one of the things is to, for me, a big step was to revisit the um, the my inner child, um, and and for me it was like the ages of the abuse. You know, like seeing myself at five, seeing myself at nine, seeing myself at 12, and all the years in between, and going back and uh, holding them like I hold my children, uh, loving them the way I love my children, offering uh, offering them uh, compassion and, um, and, and giving them space to give their pain to me as an adult who has the resources, as in um, a, my therapist, um, and the ability to process the pain. And that gives them a chance to uh, release their trauma so that they can rest. Mm. Now, when you say they, is that you're talking about your children or your inner children? My inner children. Thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, using, now I realize that all of us don't have children, but uh, using my children um, as an example was, was really um, crucial for me to realize that I was worthy of love because I'm not, I can't look at my children and say that they're not worthy of love. I mean, I wouldn't, first of all, I can barely say those words. And second mm. of all, um, <laughs> it's just not true. 
because I know that they are. And so using that same mindset, because I have to look at myself as that child. Like when, you know, my children were like five, like remember that I was five, I was that little. You know, one thing that abuse also does is you, it's quite common to feel or to look at yourself um, older than you really were. And, and that's because, um, especially with sexual abuse, that's because what's being done to you is for adults. And so for me, looking at the five or the nine-year-old or you know, whatever age it is, I always looked at them as the, that they were older, that they were able to handle that. Um, I never saw them as a, a real five-year-old, mm. and and releasing that, which which by the way is a defense mechanism, um, releasing that and embracing that is letting down the pain just a little bit to bring in self-love, even if you're able to only bring in. Um, uh, Half of an ounce, that's more than you brought in the day before of self-love. Right. And, and so the, the loving your inner child, and that, that seemed to be very important. What other things uh, helped you learn that you were worthy? Well, a big one, and I think that this is true for... Uh, everybody, you know, a lot of people have a tendency to uh, minimize their story or their success or whatever it may be. And for me to um, go go back and and not minimize my my history, to realize to call it out for what it was is bringing um, compassion and love to myself, calling, calling the cards what they are. You know, like, I did survive this, and it was bad. You know, that, those are very simple words, and they took me a really long time to say, not, not even to say, to own, to say mm-hmm. comfortably, strongly and that works into not minimizing my story putting it not putting it down like oh well it doesn't matter or oh well it's not that important It, it does matter you are you matter and it was important because you are worthy of not being set up for that lifestyle. Okay. Now, you mentioned a word a little bit earlier, and I, I'd just like to kind of talk about this word just briefly. Uh, the word entitlement sometimes is a, shall we say, a trigger for some people that when you say that word entitlement, it brings up 
images of people that are saying, well, I'm entitled to be given things just because I am, rather than I'm entitled this because I worked for it. Do you see where I'm going with that word? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I look, you know, until I talk to you, I never even thought of it that way because even though I would say to people, you know, we're really raising our children um, to feel entitled to everything, I always looked, for me, I always looked at entitlement as um, as I am entitled to uh, be loved. I am entitled to be um not to be abused every day. Yeah. You know, okay. that, and, and, and that, you know, you know, it's, it's funny. I, um, in the very, very, very early years of my therapy, I can even remember the word entitled. And if you asked me how to spell it, I couldn't spell it. You know, another word would be like, and I don't want to go down this road, but another word was shame. It took me years to even understand what that word meant. Forget about applying it to myself. And <laughs> okay. that was the same with entitlement because it's painful to realize that as a human being, you are entitled to some basic um, essentials of life. And those right. were taken from you. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I just wanted to clear that up. Well, Susan, it's coming close to time for the end of the show. Uh, how can people get in touch with you? How can they find your book? How can they listen to your show? Well, um, my book is on Amazon. It's a Kindle version right now. And you can just put in my name or... Um, how to love yourself, a lot of things will come up, and it's the hope after child abuse. Um, my last name, which I think is in the description portion of the show, um, is J-A-C-O-B-I, B as in boy, I. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that will get you to that book. The other thing is, is that you can visit my website, which conveniently, um, uh, gratefully, is SusanJacoby.com. <laughs> Which I was very glad to get. <laughs> um, and and there's a contact page on there, and that will, um, you can reach me that way. Um, I also have a book that I, it's a little, I call it more of a pamphlet. Um, it's called 11 Tools to Happiness. And and I created it because because I remember when when I was in the depths of my uh, depression that, Happiness wasn't even on the table and thinking about like what is happiness or how can I bring it into my life was as foreign to me as um, asking me to speak Chinese. And so that's why I created that book. And then uh, lastly, like you mentioned at the top of the show, uh, I do have a radio show, uh, Conversations That Heal. And I think the easiest thing to do is just to go to my website, uh, SusanJacoby.com, and you'll see uh, links that will take you to the show. Okay, wonderful. And so, folks, 
Like I said, it just way too soon. It's time for the end of the show. And as always, I'd like to remind you that thousands of years ago, there was a very wise king by the name of Solomon. And he said it, that above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. And until next time, blessings. Thank you again for taking the advice of your heart and tuning in to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Please join your host, Dr. Marianne Chase, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to talk to you again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.